This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Good afternoon. Nice to have you along. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is back in the news. When is he not in the news, really? About his decision to take today off during his work visit to Japan to spend the day with his wife, Sophie, celebrating their 11th wedding anniversary. Trudeau has made a point of saying that he is paying for today's anniversary events with his own money. And the anniversary has come and gone because they are 13 hours ahead in Japan. So he's had his anniversary day. Now you have your say. Is it a good example of a work-life balance or a waste of taxpayers' money to have staff sitting idly in Japan while he takes a vacation day? We want to hear from you. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. PR specialist Laura Babcock of Power Group Communications joins us first to discuss. Laura, hi. What do you make of this latest move by our Prime Minister? It's clever on a couple of fronts from a PR strategy. One is it has us talking about something other than Elbowgate, which was obviously a big embarrassment for Trudeau, even though afterwards the poll numbers didn't show that it really affected his popularity. I think for him personally, it was humiliating to have lost his temper as he did. So it shifts the narrative for us. But the other thing here is that Trudeau has said right from the campaign trail that work-life balance was going to be important, that looking at how people do the business of Parliament was going to be important, including maybe getting rid of Friday sessions so MPs could have time with their families. He has cited recent studies that talk about how Canadians work more than 50 hours a week and need more work-life balance. So what he's really doing here is he's walking his talk, and it's going to be controversial because it's new. It's a different approach, especially in Canada, to say, listen, my anniversary is not something I'm going to tack on the end of my business. It's something that I'm going to prioritize along with my business. And so I think he's making a deliberate point here. This is not just because he wants some downtime with his wife or he wants to shift a narrative. This is because he's trying to make a statement to Canadians. And if he didn't do it right smack in the middle of his trip to Japan, we probably wouldn't be talking about it as much. So he's getting his message out there. What about that criticism? Because I I think that's probably the only real criticism is that he's taken staff on a work trip to Japan, and now he's taking the day off and effectively taxpayers are paying for staff to be working when the prime minister is not working. My assumption would be, and it's only an assumption, that his staff has more than enough work to do to prepare for the G7 that's starting tomorrow. So as soon as he is going off with Sophie, you would expect that his staff is tasked with all kinds of preparatory work for some of the bilateral meetings that he has planned with other G7 leaders. So I don't think they're sitting there idly by. And I think that he himself has said clearly that he's spending the money on whatever accommodations he's using with Sophie for their anniversary. 
if he had done this, as I said, at the end of his visit, if he'd you know, done it more on the Saturday when his actual anniversary happens, it would not be getting this kind of attention. And this is an ongoing policy that he is trying to shift, an ongoing conversation that he is trying to promote. So doing it in the middle of the trip is getting everyone's attention, and I think that was the intent. And Laura, he is, so you would say he likes the fact that you and I are having this discussion on the radio and we're getting a whole bunch of callers already. <laughs> Absolutely. That was the intent of it. If this were something that wasn't a policy position that he put forward during the campaign, he really believes that work-life balance is important. He knows and he has said that this became more of a job than he even anticipated and that he has to really be relentless about finding the time to be with his wife and his young family. So what he's doing here is saying, look, if I can, in the middle of these important trade meetings, if you will, with Japan and this G7 meeting, if I can find a day to make my wife my priority, then I'm walking the talk. And I think that for a lot of Canadians who liked Trudeau and liked that he brought something different to Canada and to politics, I think this will resonate for them. I don't expect this is going to be a big backlash for him, except from people who are looking to you know, confirm what they feel about Trudeau, that he might be entitled or that he might be less inclined for serious work and more inclined for the celebrity part of his job. For people who are looking for that, this definitely plays into that, and Trudeau would know that. And so he said in his 60 Minutes interview, if you recall, that a boxer's job is to take punches, right? It's about how many you can take. So I think he's deliberately setting himself up here to take some punches to try to push forward his policy platform in terms of work-life balance. 416 Bill from Oakville, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane for Libby, go ahead, your comment. Hi, Jane, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead. I'm not a big firm believer in the way that politics in Canada are handled because I find that, you know, they just complain about each other and find little excuses. But in this case, I do not see a problem with him doing what he's doing, because it's not a nine-to-five job, and he doesn't get paid overtime. He gets a salary for a year. So I don't see why it would hurt for him to take a little time out to keep his family intact. Do you think, uh, Laura, that there's a jealous factor here? I mean, they do look like the perfect couple. They're kind of like a Will and Kate, the way they look, the way they act, the way they would appear to be so much in love. They have a, a lovely family. Are the conservative pundits or those unhappy in their own lives looking at this and saying, I don't like it, so I'm going to knock it down? There's an element of that, especially when you look at how it's being characterized. They're calling them the royals. Oh, the royal family this, oh, the royals that. So the implication being that they think they're above everybody else and they have special privilege and entitlement. And so there is an element when you call somebody something they're not like that. It does smack of some jealousy. And also they're pushing a boundary. If you look at this is coming off of the back of Sophie saying she needed an extra nanny, then saying she needed an extra assistant. So people are getting the sense that here are these Trudeaus who want to do things differently, feel that they are entitled to more help than we saw with the last prime minister. And for some people, this really rubs them the wrong way. I would suggest that Sophie didn't handle her last comment about being overwhelmed by her duties and needing an assistant very well. I think they could have put it forward more in the sense of, listen, we have more responsibilities. We obviously have uh, some global attention coming to our family, and we want to be able to leverage that brand for Canadians. So we're going to look at increased staffing. That would have been a better way than her 
complaining to a newspaper that she's overwhelmed. So right. It perfectly. That's true, because jealousy. when you're talking about being when you are a public figure or you are becoming a public figure, you don't want to be emotional in your response. You want to be rational, factual. You want to carry out your message in a way that doesn't appear to be loaded with any kind of emotion. A little emotion is good when it's used strategically, but I think for Sophie, given that she'd already gone through the nanny gate story, if you will, and people didn't feel a lot of sympathy towards her using this, oh, I'm overwhelmed, as though she was exactly like every other working mom, <laughs> that didn't quite fly. And, right. and that's why the hashtag pray for Sophie came up, because Canadians were a little sick of it. So the Trudeaus have to be aware that they do have an image out there of bordering on entitlement. I, and I think some of it is fueled by jealousy, to your point. But in this particular case, I think most Canadians are going to respond well and say, you're taking time for your family. Good for you. The rest of us can learn to prioritize better. Ed from Mississauga, you're on Fight Back with Libby Snymer. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Hi, Ed. What do you, what do you have to say about the Prime Minister's I am, move? I'm impressed with Mr. Trudeau, mm-hmm. um, that he is recognizing that when all up, you're going to be in power for a short period of time, but your family is long-term investment. And if you can't, uh, don't know where to prioritize in life, um, how are he's going to do stuff for, for the country if he doesn't know that his family is important? Is, is Prime Minister Trudeau an inspiration to people on a personal level? Or is, do you sense, Laura, that that's starting to happen? Absolutely. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, people understand that he had a lot of advantages, obviously, growing up. And so I think there are people who are always going to see him as a lightweight and, and even an interloper into politics in Canada. He sort of had his way in. He didn't have to earn it so much. But I think for a lot of other people, they look at him and they say, look what he's made of those opportunities. Look at how they take care of their kids, how involved and engaged they are. Now, you might say a lot of that is staged, the, the Halloween photo op, for instance, and some of these other family photo ops. But it comes across as authentic. It comes across that they take care of them, their health, they prioritize exercise, they prioritize family time. There's a sense that they are achieving as much as you could try to achieve in your 40s as a couple. And so a lot of Canadians look at that and they say, well, we understand that we didn't grow up with all the advantages that Trudeau had, but of what he's had as an advantage, he hasn't become spoiled and lazy and just floating around on his father's fame and his family's money. He actually works very, very hard for both his family and for Canadians. And so I do think there is inspiration to be found in that. And people who are not absolutely politically motivated, who are not completely partisan, see a family that is trying to set a good example. We're speaking with PR specialist Laura Babcock of Power Group Communications about uh, today's anniversary celebrations uh, between Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie taking a day off on their own dime to enjoy a part of Japan to celebrate their 11 years since they got married and and how that reflects back here at home. Um, It's a very contrasting image to what we lived for the last nine years with Prime Minister Stephen Harper we can probably count on one or two hands the number of times we saw uh, Stephen and Lorene in a family situation. So this, some people may say it's refreshing. Some people may may feel uncomfortable with the change. That's very true. But as the science sites, uh, work-life balance is really important for 
people to have good health and to feel in a sense of wellness and happiness. And Canadians are working over, on average, 50 hours a week because we bring so much work home with us. We're really not striking that balance well. And so it may make people uncomfortable, people who are of the belief of, you know, to be serious in your job, just do your job. We don't need to know about all this personal stuff. Stop with the, the celebrity stuff and the tabloid stuff with his family. Let's just see him doing the work of Canadians, which is much more like Stephen Harper. You remember that famous photo where Stephen shook his son's hand yes. and his son's hand going to school. Yes. That's completely the opposite of the kids running up and jumping into Trudeau's arms when he was walking up on, on his first day. So what we are seeing is a very different kind of leader, a very different kind of family, and the things that maybe Stephen Harper would have recoiled at, the selfies and whatnot, Justin Trudeau understands that that's a very powerful force in 2016. He understands and he has said that his strategy is not just to be written about in serious publications and on serious radio shows. It's about getting out there into things like Vogue and to all these other publications to reach a broader audience about Canada. So this is very deliberate and it may well for some people feel uncomfortable, but I think that Trudeau welcomes that. He is trying to shake it up. He is trying to make maximum impact. A couple of my followers here on Twitter are commenting at Jane Brown News. Um, at Cedardale Girl says, I happen to think that politicians' families are off limits, including mother, wife, and kids. Uh, I have somebody else saying that they're going to skip listening to today's show because they thought it would be a Trudeau bashing session. Uh, another uh, follower at Tracy Dean says, they're going to need to be a strong family with so much criticism of them. Laura, that doesn't appear to be a problem. They would appear to be very strong in terms of their family bond. Yeah, they do. But you've also got Sophie being very real. She said that she has to you know, do her yoga and has to go out for walks with her kids when she feels like she's losing it. You know, she, she speaks very much, very openly. Uh, and that's something that we're not used to seeing. And, and to the comment from one of the people on Twitter saying that families should be off limits, well, it really is the leader who makes the decision about how much to involve their family. So generally, I would agree with that. It's about the leader themselves. But in the case like the Trudeaus, they have made it a family affair. They have included their children very openly. You see their children come down from when they dismount from the plane, when they make their formal visits. You saw their children at the White House. So you see their children involved. They are a modern family. They're with their kids all the time. And so they have introduced that narrative. And I think that it is right for Canadians to comment on things like Sophie saying she needs more staff, especially when there's a tax component involved. So when a family wants to make their family part of their experience, then of course they're going to generate commentary about their family. Hopefully not the children who aren't making these conscious decisions. But I think Sophie deserves criticism when it's warranted. And certainly Trudeau, as a political leader, as a public servant, he has to be criticized for whatever choices he makes in the public eye. All right, I want to get to these bank of calls here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane, for Libby, before we chat with Joe Warmington from the Toronto Sun for what is likely to be a dissenting opinion. John from Brampton, go ahead. Oh, yes. Uh, good afternoon. Um, what I'm about to say is this, that I'm an immigrant from Europe since the 60s, and I've been following politics from the Diefenbaker area. And I'll tell you that the peop- new prime minister that coming on now, that they get emotional, this is because they're changing, you know, they're 
changing the family uh, 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 very uh, orientation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I'm uh, behind him 100%. He takes a day off to take after his family. Very good. Thank you for your call, John. Pat in Erie, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hello. Yes, go ahead with your comment. I would just like to um, know what Justin Trudeau would say if one of his party that's accompanying him had taken their wives and wanted a day off to um, celebrate an anniversary. Well, that's a good question. Uh, not sure what his policy would be to that. Um, Laura, can you uh, react to Pat's question yes. about Trudeau? I think it's an excellent question, and it is something that he has to be held to account for. If he is setting this example, if he's talking about having a committee review, if parliamentarians can get Fridays off from voting so that they can spend more time with their families, if he has requests from his team for things like this, providing, of course, that it's planned in advance, like his presumably was with Sophie, as long as there's the warning ahead of time and they can get the resources in place to cover whatever needs they have, he should be willing to have that kind of flexibility within his team. So with anything like this, yes, Canadians are responding well to him prioritizing his family, but obviously he can't be a hypocrite about this. If his team asks for days because they're important milestones and they've managed to you know, negotiate the workload and give advance lead time, you would hope that he would be open to that as well. Laura, thanks for your comments on this conversation. It's been great listening to you. My pleasure. We will continue this conversation on the other side of the break with your phone calls, 416-360-0740, 1-866-744-740, and the Toronto Suns, Joe Warmington. That's next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Welcome back. We're talking about Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his anniversary day off on his working trip to Japan with his wife Sophie celebrating their 11th wedding anniversary. And for the most part, we've received a lot of support for the Prime Minister and his wife. And there is some thought. Laura Babcock from uh, Power Group Communications thought the whole thing was strategic, that he was trying to change the message from last week's scuffle on the House of Commons floor, known as Elbowgate. Uh, we're not sure if it is or not, but it seems to be working somewhat. The Toronto Sun's Joe Warmington joins us now. Joe, welcome. Thanks uh, for weighing in with your opinion. Oh, thanks for having me, Jane. So thoughts about this? Is it a fabricated story or is is it reflective of policies that are somewhat questionable? Oh, I don't know. Those are big things. I don't know. It's just wrong. I mean, he's supposed to be there working for the Canadian people and he's taking a day off and he's you know, spending that day, uh, who knows, you know, doing who knows what. And, uh, you know, obviously that's wrong. He knows it's wrong. And I think Canadians know it's wrong, too. What about it ticks you off? Because you do sound well, c- kind of frustrated. You know, I, I'm not ticked off. I mean, I, as long as he covers the cost of the day uh, and puts an itinerary out to the reporters that, you know, that are there, I guess they're reporters, I don't know what they are, but if they're reporters and, you know, we can scrutinize what it is he's doing and where they're going and who's paying for it, then I guess it's okay. He has to justify it. Uh, I look at the media's arm of the Liberal Party now, mostly. 
Uh, you guys aren't, obviously, but you can hear that, that they're okay with it. Um, it's not personal. Uh, he's over there representing the Canadian taxpayers. He doesn't seem to ever do his job. When he's in the Philippines, we've got, you know, at that time we had two Canadian men that were held captive. He didn't deal with that. Instead, was signing autographs, which he's good at. He's good at doing that, and there's nothing wrong with that and doing the selfies and all that. But to turn around and sort of spit in the face uh, of the Canadian you know, public that's working so hard, and most of the money's going to his, his government and his, you know, the, the provincial governments, particularly this one in Ontario. Um, it's, it's really embarrassing, and I don't know how he gets away with it, but, you know, obviously he's trying to change the standard, not for women and families, but for himself his family. Trudeau has made a point of saying that he is paying. He did pay for today's anniversary events with his own money. And what's interesting about this is that he made a point of saying that he was taking the day to celebrate his anniversary. Uh, Many public figures go overseas on working trips. And if there is no itinerary because these leaders are doing something personal, they don't tend to say why. They just say a personal agenda. So this is this is where the scrutiny comes in because he is providing the editorial of what is actually taking place today in his personal time. Well, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing for he and his wife to be able to do on the Canadian taxpayers. They're not really paying for it. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, I'd like to see the itinerary, and I know I'm not going to get it. I know I'm not going to get to scrutinize what he paid for. Uh, you know, he also took his family and went over to the Caribbean. No one knew where he was. Uh, he works for us. And, you know, we've got to keep this guy honest. I mean, all the cheerleaders that uh, are doing the, you know, the thing that they do, uh, they don't seem to want to deal with it. And and I've talked to a lot of people because I've been in this business, uh, you know, I think probably the same as you, Jane, quite a while. And, you know, I remember the the Trudomania reporters, and I heard all those stories about how they let all this stuff go, too. They're creating this cult of personality. He is very exciting. I like the guy personally. Uh, he needs to be reminded, look, you, you can't do that. No one can do it. I can't do it. If I go off on a trip for the sun, not that we have enough money to no. do anything like that anymore. <laughs> no, but, no, you're right. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm just taking the day off, and neither can he, and he shouldn't do it. And his wife, I don't even know what she's doing there. I mean, she's got. it's up to them to decide. I guess the taxpayers are paying for, you know, the, uh, the daycare for, for the kids. I mean, in my case, uh, you know, we don't have that. We've got a jockey between my wife and I, how we do it. And uh, and that's the way it should be for, for everybody in Canada. Uh, unless you uh, want to go off and, you know, in private life, uh, then that's up to you. But when the taxpayers are paying for the, for the, you know, they paid for the flight over there. And uh, again, we don't know who he's meeting with today. I mean, what kind of deals are being made? Uh, what are they doing? Who's, uh, who's really paying for it? Who pays for that security? Are you going to pay for all that security with them? Now, uh, Joe, it came out today that Trudeau will be meeting with both the German Chancellor Angela Merkel and French President François Hollande about yeah. his economic policies at the G7, which is upcoming. But we're talking about his anniversary nookie on the road. Are we, are we wasting our breath if he's actually going to be fruitful in his economic conversations with other world leaders? Well, you know, I'm a Toronto Sun columnist for covers Toronto, so I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a, maybe a little bit over my pay grade about meeting with these people. I, I, I guess so. You're probably right. Uh, I'm sure he's going to just turn this country right around and get the economy going like it should. I sense so, some sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not trying to pretend that I really know the answer. Okay, that. but but it, but it, but it uh, look, it sounds like he's something he should be doing. 
is meeting those people and yeah. talking about it. Now, and hopefully he does a good job there. Maybe he'll be well-rested after the day at the spa or whatever it is they're up to. Okay, literally every line is jammed here. Ida from Mississauga, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Ida, your comment about the Prime Minister. Go ahead. Oh, um, I just think he's uh, good on him, you know, for doing this. He works many, many weekends, I'm sure. And uh, to all those naysayers, I say, fuddle duddle. All right, Mary from Oakville. Well, you know, it's funny oh. <laughs> because we all work weekends, and, uh-huh. you know, a lot of us work weekends and don't get paid for it, too. So he's not going to get that uh, point that he has to work on the weekend. I mean, he did, he did put his name forward to be prime minister. Yes. Lots and lots of times he's not working, actually, if you really watch it closely. But, you know, I, I get it that a lot of people are really caught up in the Trudeau mania of 2016. And I get the fuddle-duddle reference, and so do all the other Zoomers out there. Mary from Oakville, go ahead. It's Mary. Yes. And I think it's ridiculous that we're doing all this to our prime minister. It, you know, we're showing that we're, we're simple-minded people. I think if people in the States are listening to us, they must think we've all, you know, something wrong with their brains. What the heck? So does everybody have to, you know, my husband's off work. Do you have to tell everybody what he's doing? I right, but... Very silly. <laughs> Mary, your, your husband... In his position uh-huh. have to get down on bended knees to have a day off. And Joe, Mary's husband is not the prime minister, so that references apples and oranges. And, you know, again, and, and there's, you know, with all respect to Mary, and I hope that they're having a great day and that they, you know, enjoy the that they're together and all that kind of stuff, but you're right. Uh, we don't have to pay for it. Uh, they're paying into the system, and uh, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's good conversation, and I think that's what why you had me on. I don't think anybody's simple-minded on either side of the border or either side of the uh, debate. No, and I like the balanced approach we're taking here. Margaret from Kitchener, you have the last word. Go ahead. Who, uh, me, Margaret? Yes, Margaret, go uh, ahead. I'm on speakerphone. Should I take speakerphone off? You sound great. Okay. Um, what What's the big deal? The guy takes one day off, 24 little hours... And the whole country goes into an uproar. That's all I have to say. Okay, thanks for your call. I don't know if the country is in an uproar, I Joe, I but... I've lost another debate. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep coming back in the ring. We do appreciate it. <laughs> Usually I just get invited onto shows and stations once, and then, you know, if you say anything against the Prime Minister, you don't get invited. No, back. no. So we'll see. We'll You'll see. be back. I guarantee it. <laughs> Look forward to reading your posts on Twitter and in the Toronto Sun. Thanks for your I'm not, time. I'm not taking the day off. <laughs> okay. All right. Enjoy your work day. We'll talk to you next time. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.